Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, the podcast of Leif Hetland and Global Mission Awareness. Thank you for joining this episode of our podcast. I'm Alicia Edwards, the Communications Coordinator here at Global Mission Awareness, and I'm so excited to be sitting here this morning with Leif. Welcome, Leif. Hey, good morning to you. You know, yesterday we were having a conversation about this new year, 2020, and you were sharing what you felt God was saying over this year. I, I walked away with so many gold nuggets that I would love to dig into that for this episode of the podcast for our listeners. You had mentioned that 2020 is going to be a year of all in. And with that comes clear vision and focus. So let's start there. What does it mean to be all in? Well, uh, I do believe that it, it, the best way I can describe is if you see like a big offering basket and to be able to step and place yourself into that offering basket so that your life is all in. So I just present myself as a living sacrifice, which is just my reasonable service. I don't have one leg outside or one leg inside, but when I'm all in, it's a, it's a life of total surrender. When you're totally surrendered, there's also a place of exchange. So mm-hmm. at that moment, everything that is true of him becomes true of you. And it is that oneness that you have together with him. Mm-hmm. So I think it is so beautiful. Uh, I, part of what was happening, I felt that the Lord said, focus, mm-hmm. focus. The year 2020 is going to be the year of focus. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a picture of a camera there that there was a lot of dust and dirt on the lens, but he's going to focus and helping all of us to have a, a super sharp vision in this season. How we see God, how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how we see our future. There's going to be a new focus. Out of that focus, there is also a new favor. This favor is both with God and the favor is with men. Mm. And there is a lot of people out there, and I know some people, they have an incredible favor with God. They can go into the secret place and they can just be with God and, and God is smiling upon them here. I mean, they just have that favor. Mm. But they don't know what to do with that favor in, in, in regard to living it out loud, living love out loud. So that favor is not with men. So men are not aware of it. Mm. And then I know other people, wow, God has just blessed them with this incredible favor with men. But they don't know how to be able to steward the favor they have with God. And I felt that this, in the same way as Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. So wisdom is a key. Growing in favor with God and favor with men. So I felt for me personally speaking, it was just... There's been a season you're kind of wondering, should I do this or should I do that? Should I go there or should I not? And I just felt the Holy Spirit all in. And when you are all in, because we know that God is always all in. Jesus is all in. And Jesus endured the cross. He endured the suffering because of the joy that was set before him. Jesus was an all in. And the Holy Spirit in us is all in. Mm -hmm. So it is so important, I think, for some of us that if there's something that we're holding back, it is to let go. Mm so that we can let God, let go and let God. Let's just lay down whatever is that we're carrying and specific from past. That could be maybe guilt from the past or shame for Mm. today or fear for tomorrow. Let's lay it down and let us live full every day. So this has been part of the process for this year for me is Mm. just, I'm I'm looking at my lens. I'm making sure to focus my lens. I'm getting rid of any dust or particle because every picture will then be affected by whatever is on the lens. So it's cleaning the lens. Uh, that's been very important to me right. because blessed are the pure in heart. 
And they're going to see God. So we're dealing with those heart issues. Yeah. So like for those of us who are like, okay, I've said yes. I want to be all in this year for 2020. And like like you just mentioned, the lenses. Sometimes we um, think that we're seeing things really clearly and we've got a little smudge on our glasses or our, our lenses. Like what are some practical things that we can do to clean our lenses off for 2020 to, to get that clear focus? Like how can we practically get clear focus. Yeah, I think that there, there's several different things. I remember a story. I was in Africa quite a few years back, and this is back in the old days for us old folks. And I'm saying that kind of with a smile on my face, because this was back in the days when you had film. And a lot of younger people, yeah. they wonder what <laughs> film is. But it was where after I'd taken some pictures and I didn't realize there was something on the lens until eventually I came home and I went to Walmart. You had to open up, you unwind the film, and then you put it in a bag, fill out all the information, and a week later, wow, here is all the pictures. But because I had this spot there, there can be a hidden spot, mm-hmm. there can be, but that spot now destroyed every single picture. Right. And there were some beautiful pictures, but none of those pictures would be able to display its beauty, mainly because there was a spot on the lens. Mm-hmm. So I think that even for people in life, there is hidden spots. And there I think it's very good also to be open and listen to some of the people. Uh, It's like uh, one other time when I had a car accident, I just couldn't see that car Mm -hmm. because my mirror didn't pick up. It was in that blind Mm -hmm. spot, that hidden spot. And to being aware even in our life and asking even some of the people around us, what are some of my blind spots? Mm -hmm. What are some of my hidden spots that are hidden there? And it is much better to take that into the light and that's mm-hmm. the important thing is to let the light deal with it because all bad pictures will be erased when the light comes in. Right. Pictures is getting developed in dark rooms, in dark places. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful part here, as I say, but when the light comes in, it erases the bad pictures. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that it is a season now. Take an inventory. All the stuff that we carry with us from this year. Taking our lens, and I will even take me a camera and look at that lens and clean the lens. Mm-hmm. But first of all, asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, even the way that I'm seeing God right now in this season, do I see his goodness? Do I see mm-hmm. his kindness? Do I see his love? When I'm looking at his face, it reflected how I see myself. And then mm-hmm. that will reflect how I see everything else. Mm-hmm. And of course, I wrote a whole book about that called Seeing Through Heaven's Eyes that has all to do with the different view or perspective or focus in regard to how we see God. And how we see him is how we see ourselves. And it affects every area of our life. Yeah. So we do want everybody to have a 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that I didn't have a 2020 vision. I didn't even know that I had struggled. I have reading glasses sitting here on this desk. Right. So when I turned 50, I was just joking with one of my friends because he started to wear reading glasses. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, I started to take and hold the Bible further, further apart. And it took me a whole year, and that's the stubbornness of me, a whole year before I started to use reading glasses up on the pulpit because I did not want to acknowledge that I didn't have a 2020 vision and I needed some help so I can see well. And some of us, we just need to to get some new glasses, take off the old glasses and perhaps adjust our vision so that we will see things with the eyes of love, see things with the eyes of Jesus, see things from heaven's view. Because then when you look at people, you do not see the trash, but you see the treasure. Then when you're looking at circumstances, you don't see how big Goliath is, but how big God is. It's a different way of living and loving. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things that I like to do practically um, 
it's like a, a self checkup. Um, and I love to just ask questions to, you know, the Holy Spirit. And are there any lies I'm believing about you? Jesus, are there any lies I'm believing about you? Holy Spirit, are there any lies? And what is the truth, you know, or, or in a situation? And I, I find like that's the same uh, as you were talking about, like asking people and then just having that real and open conversation with God and finding out like, wow, I didn't even really know I was carrying this lie. It's so like sometimes we don't even know that we have the smudge on there. We think that our glasses are really clear, but then when we take them off and ex- examine the glasses, there's actually a little smudge on it. But you, And sometimes we think that that's reality and it's not. So I think that, um, you know, getting a clear focus is, is absolutely um, essential to 2020. The next thing that you had said was talking about favor. And I love that you brought up the scripture in Luke 2.52 where it says that Jesus grew in stature and, and wisdom and favor with God and men. And I was reading that this morning and it actually, it's interesting because it actually says it multiple times in the same chapter. Yeah. Um, Jesus, the son of God, had to grow in stature in favor with God and man. Can you talk about that? Because that, that's fascinating. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> even another topic connected sure. to that would be so fascinating uh, for me because Jesus was perfect. Right. Uh, he, he never sinned. So should he have to have any growth when you have perfection? When you have an A+, plus, do you need to right. grow? And even there to see him at the age of 12, he could have started revival. I mean, he is in the yeah. temple. Yeah. And mom and papa, they did not know or recognize as they had moved away. He was still in the temple doing the father's business. They had to come back again. And Christ means the anointed. They had to go back again to find him. And for the next 18 years, 18 years, he is there as a son Mm-hmm. of Mary and Joseph, and he is growing, and he's growing into maturity. And I believe it is a beautiful picture for us in regard to, say, even there, could he have died on the cross when he was 17? Could uh-huh. he have died, a, why at the age? Because it was when the, the fullness of time. This is mm-hmm. also recognizing that there's full maturity now, wow. both in regard to the favor with God and favor with men. So the timing then at the age of 33 where he died, was buried, and was resurrected. But also where we died with him, where we were co-buried with him, we were co-resurrected. And now we also get to live in him, uh, with him, for him, through him. So I, I, I think it's fascinating that, that we can be in this growing process. And the way it is for me, there's season right now, I, I've been growing a lot in my favor with yeah. men. Yeah. And there was a season I was growing a lot in my favor with God. So sometimes that is more a rhythm. And before you know it, uh, some of the tests that you're going in is just invitation for you to have upgrades mm. in regard to favor. And that's why it's important to learn and just lesson how to steward favor. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. like some people say, why don't you just call up this imam or why yeah. don't you do this and that? Well, because it costs favor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to use favor. I want to invest favor. Mm-hmm. So sometimes favor often operates. It's like my pocket is full maybe of uh, $20 bills, So if I had that in my pocket, now what was happening then if I use, oh, can so-and-so do the forward to my book? But if I continue to ask for favor of people, that I have a measure of favor, Mm -hmm. soon it will be empty and I don't have any favor left. But what I do is also I honor people by adding value and as a result, the favor grows. So I use just money as as an example in practicality. Mm -hmm. So I believe that also with God's Spending time with him. The fear of the Mm -hmm. Lord is beginning of wisdom. And knowing the Holy One is understanding. 
getting to know him and knowing mm. his ways and knowing his works and the way he thinks and everything else, that releases favor with him because you get to represent him and then that again starts to move outward where we're getting favor with men the wisdom of now of taking that favor we have with god and mm -hmm. sometimes that looks like power sometimes it looks like love sometimes right. it looks like wisdom and that's where the wisdom is kind of the key to bringing these three together in oneness so mm -hmm. this is part of my prayer for everyone is that they're going to have an upgrade in wisdom, mm -hmm. and it is not always, is this right or wrong? Right. Or should I do this or should I not do this? But what I do is when I'm leaning back in favor, mm -hmm. then I'm asking wisdom. I say, wisdom, based upon my past experiences, based upon the season where I'm at right now in life, mm -hmm. based upon my future hope and dream. Now, the very decision I make now, is this a wise thing mm -hmm. to do? could be the right thing to do, but not wise. And wisdom will put all of that into consideration, mm -hmm. coming in with a clarity, a such a focus, so that you can be all in. Yeah, I love that. What would you say um, is, a, is a practical way that we can grow in favor? Um, and what what is the difference between favor with God and favor with man? Like knowing how to use that, if that makes sense. Yeah, we see a clear example. I think one of my favorite stories from the Bible has been for many years about favor. That would be an example. It, it is a story about Jonathan. And we mm. talked about Jonathan yeah. and David yeah. and the relationship they had. Later on, when now Jonathan died, Saul died, King Saul, who was mm. Jonathan's father. Yeah. When he died... David was just reflecting because what has happened, if you mm. start to see what Jonathan had done for David, David wouldn't have been king if it was not for Jonathan. Okay. Jonathan was willing to give up his own position and relationship with his father to be there for his friend. So when you start to see, first of all, there was all these things that happened that David received favor with God yeah. and man because he had a Jonathan in his life. Oh, if he hadn't had that Jonathan, that relationship, it was a covenantal friendship that mm -hmm. they had. And as a result of that, now when they were dead, David had grown in such a favor with God, but also favor with men. So now he's looking at his palace and he's seeing this extreme wealth and everything that God has done. The kingdom had now become 10 times bigger than it used to be. And he's mm -hmm. reflecting. And then he starts to think about the only reason, this is a part of the favor, he honor the roots. Mm, honor or, the roots. And he says there, this is in 2 Samuel 9, if it was not for my friend Jonathan, or, mm. like I miss my buddy and I just want not to show favor to anyone related to him. And then he asks Ziba, I believe Ziba is a picture of the Holy Spirit, come See if you can find anyone related that are still left after Saul and Jonathan mm. so that I may show them kindness for Jonathan's sake. Whew. So now you know the story. Mephibosheth, yes, he is I in Lodabar. Mm -hmm. He is paralyzed. He has been running away from this king. He is living in poverty and brokenness. Lodabar means the barren place where nothing can grow. Mm. The limousines are showing up there. Because he had found favor. Yeah. And then in the next moment, you can see how they bring him. And he comes to the king's palace. He's been afraid of this king that he didn't know. He didn't realize that there was all this favor that was about to come. And then king says, hey, I want to restore all the land that mm. his brother, uh, excuse me, his father Jonathan and his grandfather Saul had. Give back all of the land with all the serving. Give all of that back. 
So that was one of the favor. Then he said, now I want him to come and sit and yes. eat at the king's table. And the Bible says that daily he sat at the king's table, mm-hmm. face to face with the king. Right. It was not just restoring, and that's one part of favor, mm-hmm. restoring any area where the enemy has taken from you. But the second thing that the favor does is brings you before kings, people right. that are royalty. And then because you now start to see yourself the way that the king sees you as royalty, and you yeah. get face to face with royalty, and you get to have communion, you get to eat, you get to fellowship. I'm going in two weeks, I'm going to be at the top Muslim leader in Pakistan from the, the granny mom, the mosque, yeah. and I'm going to be at the wedding as one of the as chief honorary guests at the wedding of his oldest son, who will probably be the one taking over the king's mosque in the future. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there at the Shia Muslim headquarters. So it's the same kind of a thing. It's that you've got this favor with God. Right. Now God is in trust with then, favor with yeah, men. And you find a place mm-hmm. at the table, and then you know where you're supposed to sit at that yeah. table. That's wisdom. so that you do not take the front part of the table, but you maybe sit in the end and then the king will come or the the granny mom will come and say, come up here. So Mm -hmm. now you are supposed to sit here. So according to the measure of favor you have has to do with, and the wisdom is, I would rather start on the lower place of the table because somebody that is more important with more favor can come. And at that moment, I found my place. And then the king himself, here in this story is the granny mom. He would come and says, "Uh, my ambassador love, I want you to come up here. And I want you to sit here, royalty. Mm. And it is an overwhelming thing when you have that favor and how to steward that favor and then to know the protocol of that setting. And this is going on on a regular basis for me. And this is what I want people to learn. That could be with mirrors of cities. It can be with a school system. It can mm-hmm. be somebody just in a classroom with a school teacher. Right. Or it could be somebody just getting promotion at work. We have mm-hmm. a whole group of our sons and daughters that's just getting these extreme pay raises. Uh, and it doesn't make sense in the logic because yeah. the company does it every six months. But now they got four pay raises in six months. Wow. But it's just this incredible favor yeah. that is taking place. Yeah, and I think that what you said was key. It's, it's learning how to steward that favor and knowing when... Uh, to use the favor and when not to. Well, the last um, the last thing that you had mentioned was freedom. And I love the statements. One of my favorite statements, free people, free people. Um, what areas do you feel God bringing freedom this year? Well, I do believe that freedom from fear. Yeah. That has been a, a, I think for all of us, there is so many different things that would produce fear. Mm-hmm. And so we know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom. Uh, it says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's where wisdom comes from, mm-hmm. sound mind. So he, he has not given us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but fear Fear means false evidences appearing real. And the people that are listening need to know that even scientifically speaking, 95% of what you fear will never happen. Mm, Wow. That's scientifically speaking. So why do we trust in fear when perfect love Never fails. Right. So why don't so we? Good. But what happens is we we're moving away from love because we feel that we mm-hmm. feel that love fails us, right. and then we go back to fear. Mm-hmm. When perfect love casts out fear. So the safety here too is to say yes and be totally in with love mm-hmm. and His perfect love, That's and good. focus it to abide in His love and let His love abide in you. Because mm-hmm. 
when the love is there and you are one with love, then there is no fear because that perfect love takes away fear. The other one is shame. Mm-hmm. And I see in there is where well, the enemy is using shame. So then we start to cover up and then we finding faults in other people. He did or she did right. just that we saw in the garden. And, yeah. and God wants to set his people free from shame. Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful story of David in Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5, where David says, I sought the Lord. He, he was looking up and he was seeing the face of the Lord. And when he saw that, he was delivered from all fear. And then he went from David's breakthrough. He said, then he says, and, and their faces became radiant and there was no shame to be found. If you said something yesterday that um, just really struck me, and you you made this statement, vulnerability is the biggest weapon against shame. And that instantly made me think of um, Lou Engel last year at, at the One Thing Conference when he was uh, he came out and was just sharing that he had um, a, been struggling with pornography. And I, I, what I saw happen in the church was just amazing how, how much freedom that brought. What, um, you know, what do you think about that circumstance? Like, did, did, did it cause you to lose any respect for him when somebody came out and was so vulnerable on a platform? Or um, what do you think about that? No, I do think that uh, what Lou did, Lou did was a very, very brave thing. Yeah. And uh, vulnerability is a brave thing. Right. Uh, because what's happening is he certainly stepped into the light with yeah. it. Things that he had had in darkness, and that's yeah. what shame does. Right. So there's an element where the enemy blackmails you. Yeah. Because some of those secret things. So when he went public with that and, and, and started releasing it, it did two things. One yeah. of them, there was a freedom for him. Right. Because like now nobody can, exactly. can get him. So yeah. the enemy doesn't have a voice there now to use shame mm-hmm. because suddenly shame, it, it used to be shame on you, but now shame off you. Yeah, that's So the good. shame was taken out, shame off you. Wow. And then, but the second was the testimony also released where a lot of the other people right. that are out there that have, have hidden sins or hidden darkness and everything it just released them to also stepping into vulnerability with no fear for the punitive element of it but realizing now there there is freedom so when you have a great leader that that does that i had one person that told me that because he heard about a pastor that had fallen Mm -hmm. and he said what what do you think about the respect for that pastor yeah and i say when this pastor for three years had been uh, yeah, having an affair with somebody else in the church mm-hmm. and the anointing was operated. All of you trusted it. Right. But now when this pastor is confessing and renouncing and has become free, yeah. you have less trust. Right. So do you have more trust for somebody that is up there in the anointing, but there's all these hidden Secret. darkness? Right. Or do you have more trust in somebody that is actually be vulnerable, that yeah. is actually shared, that has been set free. Which one do I trust the most? Mm-hmm. I'd rather trust a free person. Right. And that free person sets people free. Yeah. And this is one of the things that God wants is for his sons and daughters to be free. Yes. And uh, that's what Jesus came was whom the son set free is free in and that's what he comes to set us free and what does freedom look like in every area of our life and this is so much of the heart of the father because when we are becoming free we can also have the honor of joining him by setting people free and when the serpent has bitten us is where we have the greatest authority so good 
Well, we're about out of time for today, but I want to just recap. Um, for us to be all in in 2020, we need to have a clear focus to walk in favor and to carry freedom, um, not for just for ourselves, for but for the people around us. And Leif, I wanted you to close with just uh, releasing uh, the presence over the listeners mm. and just declaring freedom over them. Uh, I first wanted just to ask anyone that is out there, if you're looking at your lens, just imagine you have a camera. Is there anything there on that lens that is affecting the way you're seeing? So I just want you to take a moment and thinking about that. If you're looking at your past, is there still areas of guilt that you carry? It comes up again, again and again. Or perhaps when you look in the mirror on a daily basis, there's that hidden voice of shame that is just trying to blackmail you. Or perhaps you're looking into the future and you can sense this restlessness and you feel fear is creeping in as you're looking at the future. I just wanted to release over you. If that is you, I just bless you with freedom. I bless you as you look in the past mirror, knowing that Jesus carried and he took all guilt. Jesus on the cross took all shame so that you could experience his glory. Jesus on the cross, he paid for a full, full freedom for you. Mm. So I thank you that you can trust him. Not just that you know that he loves you, but he trusts you. And that you're going to move into 2020 with a 2020 vision, with such a focus and clarity, with such a favor, with such a freedom. And it's going to be a daily thing to check your lens. Mm. So just take that lens and for every picture you take, they can pictures at home or picture on your health condition, picture about mm. your finances, just making sure that you check your lens before you zoom in and trying to find that picture because there are some true pictures and that's going to happen and you're going to receive the true picture. You are healed. That's a true picture. You are free. That is the true picture. You are strong. That's a true picture. There is rest. That's the true picture. So find that resting place. Get your lenses clear and just say, yes, I am all in. 365 days, I am all in. And you are free there. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Kingdom Family Talks. We would love for you to join us um, on our next podcast because we're going to continue this conversation about 2020. We want you to be able to see, say, and cease what God has for you this year. So join us.